You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Because if you're a Pitt Hoops fan this year, you live in a world of fantasy and delusion and nothing that is actually happening is spoken of by the media or fans. I want to get on here and make a podcast quickly again to say that the player of this game, Pitt won today against uh, Georgia Tech, and they did so in excruciating fashion, uh, fashion really, 89 uh, and 81, uh, 281. But they had a 13-point halftime lead. They let it slip away and actually were trailing in the second half. Uh, and they held on and went to win by eight. But uh, clearly, if you watch the game, there are a couple strong points. Jamarius Burton had a great game. No question about that. That's absolutely true. But that's not unexpected. It was really good. I said, personally, he needs to return to form. But he didn't do the rebounding thing that he needs to do, too. So he's not quite returned to form. He had a very good offensive game, though. I mean, he and he ended up scoring... Uh, 21 points leading the team. And he had eight assists, which was wonderful. But he only had three rebounds. And it's important that he gets in there and fights for that ball better. He's been struggling at that lately. He had 10 rebounds in the first game against Miami that Pitt won at home. He had one on the game last Saturday when Pitt lost. So, again, Burton is a key player to this team. And he did a great job today. Very good scorer. A very good offensive player. Very good with his assists. That's the best thing he did, in my opinion, was his assists. But that wasn't the story of the game. No, there were two other stories of the game. First of all, Hinson, who is the MVP of this team, I grossly disagree with Burton being the player of the team. I just think you look at the rebounds and scoring, and Hinson leads both. And uh, if you look at when Hinson scores more than 15, what's the record? When he scores less, what's the record? How about Burton? And the story is Burton doesn't matter. Scores more, scores less. Pitt wins, Pitt loses, doesn't matter. Hinson, it matters. When he scores more, they win. When he scores less, they lose. So he's the MVP. Uh, I'm sorry that people don't like that because they like Burton's game. They like the way he backs in and makes his shots. I know Curtis Aikens almost I, – I have to turn him off now. He's so disgusting on the radio how biased he is towards Burton and how much he, he dismisses and downgrades Greg Elliott. It's disgusting. I can't even listen to it, but – Burton's very important to this team, no question about it. But also, equally, no question about it. I don't care what the voting showed in the ACC. I don't care what the other people online want to say. The MVP of this team is is Hanson. And I'm glad because he's coming back next year and Burton isn't. So I love Burton. Uh, He's done a lot. But guess what? Last year, who did we have? We had Sabani. We had Burton. What did we do? Lose a lot. This year, who did we get that made us win? Hanson and Elliott. So I know, and Cummings too, and believe me, Cummings is key too, and Federico, he's having a great uh, season. He's coming around. He had a terrible game against Miami, but today uh, he had a great game. And But here's my thing. I just had to make this podcast. If you think that this Pitt team can win anything without Henson and Elliott or Henson or Elliott, you're a fucking moron and you don't know basketball. If you think you know basketball and you think this Pitt – team can ride Burton to championships, you're an idiot, okay? If you think this team can ride Burton and Federico to championships, you're an idiot. What am am I saying? The two most important players today were Federico and my boy, the man of the hour, Greg Elliott. 
Nobody, nobody's saying it. Uh, Curtis Aiken, if you listen to his sorry ass on the radio, all he does is bash Elliott. That's all he says. is like, if he misses his first couple shots, you might want to get him out of there. Why? So you can lose? Because that's what, uh, <laughs> that's what Jeff Gable did the last couple games. Uh, games. As soon as, uh, as uh, he missed a couple shots, he took him out of the game. He only played 16 minutes against Miami. And guess what they did in those two games? They lost. And everybody got on me on Twitter and said, defense, defense, Sabani's so great. Sabani's defense. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you you got to dance with the one who brung you. You know, and, and, and this pit team, uh, it's not a like, don't fall in love with the three. Um, I'm sorry. I know that you guys love Burton and don't fall in love with the three. This pit team is great because they can shoot the three. That's it, period. You take the three-point shot away from this team, they ain't winning shit. I'm sorry. We had that last year. Hello? We had Ugly really good on the inside. We had Sabandi last year. We had Burton last year. They couldn't win shit. They sucked. Then we bring in Hinson and Elliott. Hinson and Elliott. Hinson and Elliott, the two best players on the team. They changed the whole team. They lit it up from the outside. They've done it all year. 41, it was 42% from the outside on for Elliott, but he, you know, he was 0 for 5 from 3 in the last two games. Five shots. They let Elliott take five shots the last two games and benched his ass. And, oh, my God, the, the, the story, this moron, I'm sorry, Chris Peak is a fucking moron. He's a fucking moron. He weighs about 80 pounds wet, okay? He sits in his basement with a mic, and he pretends to know about basketball. And all that punk-ass bitch says is, as soon as Elliot hit his first shot today, it can't be overstated how important that shot was. Why? Because he was 0 for 5 from 3 in the prior two games? You fucking moron. Chris Peak tried to make Greg Elliott a problem at the press conference on Monday. He said to Jeff Capel, do you think that the people like Henson and Elliott are maybe being more hesitant in their three-point shots? Because that's what he said. He tried to brainwash the fans to believe what he thinks in his small-minded, idiotic brain. I think he drinks too much in his basement. I really do. I think it's eating away at his small brain cells. Capel said to him very bluntly, no. He said they need to shoot better, but I don't think they're more hesitant at all. And then the questions came in. What is going on with Elliot? He's not good enough. What's the problem? Are you going to change your lineup? And, and Cable said, no, I'm good. I'm good with where we are. He said Elliot had a very good day shooting in practice. So we come into this game, and Elliot is four for four from three. And he hit four huge free throws at the end. And he had six rebounds. And he ended up with 16 points and six rebounds. And nobody is talking about him. Nobody. People online are going down and giving the head bob to Burton for his 21 points. And rightfully so, they're praising Federico, who had a very good comeback game because he did not have a good game at all against Miami. But you see people. That took down Federica for having a bad game against Miami. Man, they slandered him. Who are they talking about now after this game? Bert, Burton. Meanwhile, Federico was seven of seven, motherfuckers. Seven of seven. 19 points, eight rebounds. 
Seven of seven from the four. Only could play 26 minutes due to four fouls. Seven of seven, 19 points in only 26 minutes. Eight rebounds in only 26 minutes. Nobody cares about the minutes. Basketball fans are dumb. I'll just call them out because they, they come on to me and say, I'm dumb. You know, I'm dumb because why? I don't know. Because I, I criticize Jeff Capel when he loses the last two games by taking a team strategy that failed. But guess what he did today, Jeff Capel? He earned or he proved to me that his Coach of the Year award, that is bullshit, awards are bullshit, that he deserved it. He proved to me today, you know why? Two reasons. One, Elliot was in at the end of the game. Elliot was in at the end of the half. Elliot played uh, 31 minutes, which is his average on the year. He played Elliot the same amount of minutes that Elliot played all year. So Benny played 21 minutes. That's where we belong, friends. I know you guys love Sabandi. I love him too. He is the sixth man. He's great as the sixth man. But guess what? He's the sixth man. Elliot's in the top five. Elliot is on the team. He's the starter. Sabandi's the sixth man. And I know you want Sabandi to be better than Elliot because he jumps around more like he's on a pogo stick. And you claim he plays better defense. But I saw a couple opportunities today where he stunk on defense. But look, I'm not putting Sabandi down. I love him too. But Elliot's the man. Elliot's the reason this team's any good. Hinson and Elliot. Hinson and Elliot. They came in hitting the threes and turned Pitt from a nothing team, especially when they lost Ugly to a contender. And we will only go as far as Hinson and Elliot take us. And Burton is a great player. He's a good player, very good player. He, he made the first team, ACC. Hinson finished 10th in the votes. Uh, Burton finished 5th. Why was there such a gap when, in fact, Hinson has scored more than Burton? Hinson has out-rebounded Burton. Burton has turned the ball over more than Hinson. Um, I guess it's because of brainwashing and hype and Curtis Aiken and Chris Peak and people like Kyle on Twitter who want to bow down before the cock of Jamarius Burton. Now, listen, I like Jamarius Burton. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying I watch the game and I'm open-minded. I'm not looking for an agenda. I'm not trying to write some fake story because I have to get it out and get viewers on my website or whatever. And the pit team I'm watching is good because of a lot of reasons. But mostly, if you take Henson and Elliott's threes out of the equation, they ain't shit. Okay? Now, Federico's rebounding and blocking down the stretch have been huge as to what? As to whether or not they have a chance of actually going anywhere in the NCAA tournament, which they made today, friends. They made it today. Greg Elliott's 16 points and six rebounds. Assured that Pitt is now in the big dance, friends. Federico's nine, uh, 19 points and eight rebounds has assured that Pitt is in the big dance, friends. So, is Burton a very good player? Yeah. But turn your cock around, stick it in your mouth, jerk it until you come, and swallow all your fucking seed. 
if you think he's the reason Pitt won today. Because you're a fucking moron. Okay? He's never the key to why Pitt wins. He is the key to why they can play any style of game and win in any way, shape, or form. Because they have a junk man and a make-your-shot man. But if you think, get the ball to him at the end of the game, take your cock, take some scissors, cut it off, fist it up your ass, shit out your cut-off cock, and bleed out and just die. Because I'm telling you right now, I know basketball better than you, motherfucker, on Twitter, who says I don't. Motherfucker sucking off Burton. Motherfucker sucking off Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel proved today that I'm right. Jeff Capel said... We got to put these guys in there and keep them in there and play our team. And you know what he did? He put some bandy and, and, and Elliot in at the same time. Oh, my God. Is he crazy? Because everybody on Twitter seemed to think you got to get, even Curtis Aiken said if he misses his first couple of shots, get him out of there. Well, you know, so the idea of, like, you got to yank Elliott as soon as possible and you got to replace him with Sabandi, it never made sense to me. It's not how Pitt has won all year long, and it's not how they won and scored 89 points today. They scored 89 points today, and they won today because they left Elliott in there, and they left him in there with Sabandi. And the changes and rotations that they made had nothing to do on the whole with some sort of mentally defective Sabandi for Elliott swap, okay? So get it out of your mind, Chris Peak. Wipe it out of your fucking dimwitted skull, Chris Peak, and every other dipshit on Twitter who's taken me on. Grow up, learn at the cock altar of your chancellor. Suck the cock of the chancellor if you must suck a cock. And understand that I'm right about things because I love the sport and I love the Pit Panthers. And I want them to win, motherfuckers. I want them to win more than you because I'm not making a living at this, Chris Peak. I'm not making a living, and I'm also not some ex-grad. I went to law school there. I graduated in 91. Okay, I was starting my class in law school at Pitt. 32 years ago. <laughs> so I'm not some, you know, horny student or a guy who's just trying to parlay his, you know, uh, connection to the campus into some sort of meaningful sportsdom. You know, I've been a, and I have these fucking idiots taking me on. I told some joker, this is the most talented team we had since, other than uh, the 0809 uh, Dewan Blair team and the 87 88 uh, Charles Smith team. And he told me no, 203. And I went through it and I told him no, here's why. I look at the players. He wouldn't even look at it. He's like, that team was great. And they were a very good team. They won the Big East. And I said, uh, and, 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 but they lost to Marquette in the, in the uh, Sweet 16. And I said, well, let's see what this team does. But I mean, I like, I like this team better. And then, I'll be honest, Jeff Capel was fucking it up, man. He was fucking it up. He fucked it up in the last two games. Here's where I'm going to stand on this pit team. They're playing Duke tomorrow. Very good team, very good matchup. I love Jeff Capel now. I'm on board because of the way he handled this game. I believe in him. But, 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 but. He's not above puckering his asshole up again tomorrow and 
going for the Nike Savani bullshit over over uh, Elliot and benching Elliot and, and, and playing the game that all the dipshits on Twitter think they know and losing to Duke. Um, he's not above it yet. I He needs to prove to me still, Jeff Capel, that in a big, big game with all the shit on the line, he has the cañones to stick with his boys. That's what he needs to prove to me. He did a great job today sticking with his boys, juggling the team. He was a great coach today. He was. He was a big part of the reason why they won. But, you know, it's still just Georgia fucking Tech, my man. It's still Georgia Tech. You get into a tight battle trailing with Duke. If you don't leave Greg Elliott in that game, if you don't leave Federico in that game, if you don't ride your, your starters mostly when it matters in that game, uh, then you're still the same guy I was ready to fire after the last two losses because you puckered up your asshole and fucked up. So I love Jeff Capel. I'm on board. I'm never going to say fire him even if they lose tomorrow. How can you lose to Duke and say fire Jeff Capel? You can't. But I'll tell you this much. <laughs> if Elliott only plays 20-some minutes tomorrow, uh, even if it's 28, if, he, if Elliott, here's, here's what I'll say. If Greg Elliott doesn't play 30 minutes tomorrow against Duke, he better have been in foul trouble or injured. Or I'm going to have an issue again with Jeff Capel. And I don't care if they win or lose. I want my team in the game and my best players in the game, and that includes Greg Elliott. And you motherfuckers sucking Burton's dick all night now that he scored 21 points. Nobody has fucking mentioned Greg Elliott. You want to talk about like he's hot and cold and it's just a hot and cold. Motherfucker shot 42 and then down to 41 because he never played him and he missed a few shots in two games and he, he didn't get an opportunity to right his wrong. You know what? Everybody's saying, everybody's saying Elliott's done. Four for four today. Oh, for five from three in the prior two games. Do the math, you cunts. That's four for nine in three games. Now, you wanted to make it an issue. You said Elliott's struggling. You said Elliott can't shoot. That's 44%, you dumb cunts. Are you realizing that? In the last three games, Greg Elliott, who averaged 41% from three, which is a great fucking percentage, has shot 44% from three in the last three games. And, oh, by the way, he hit five three-pointers in the second half in Syracuse and scored 19 points in that game, and that was the fourth game, if you want to count back four. So, no, you jokers were saying, Greg Elliott's done, he's struggling. Chris Peake said, oh, my God, it's such a big deal. Let's, let's have a celebration that Greg Elliott hit a three. Guess what? Four for four today. Add it to the prior two games. Four for nine. 44% the last three games. Wake up, you cunts. You dumb fucking cunts. You dumb fucking cunts. Craig Elliott has now, just from today, just from his little performance today, shot 44% in the last three games where you're saying he can't shoot anymore. My God, Christ, fuck shit. If he shot 44% on the year, <laughs> you know, you'd be wanting to erect a statue to the fucking guy. So don't ever again tell me I don't know basketball. And don't ever again, Chris B, just make podcasts. 
delete your website. You're an idiot. And also just everybody, everybody, just take a knife out and, and you know, do Harry Carey because I'm sick of this goddamn fucking fan unit. I should be happy. I know, I know. I should be happy, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why is everybody sucking Jamarius Burton's dick? When Greg Elliott, the guy you were all burying, had 16 points and six rebounds. You fucking scumbags. So look, this is a great year for Pitt. They're doing great, but you know what? It's turning fans against each other this season. Why? I don't know. I guess because people, some people want to play a dirty inside game where Jamarius Burton, big Jart Burton, as a... Uh, here, here's another moment that happened on the radio that disgusted me. Jamarius Burton turned it over with sloppy ball handling outside in the second half, and uh, then he r- scrambled after it when the ball was stolen and, and caused a tie-up. Um, and uh, Bill Hillgrove said on the radio accurately, you know, sloppy ball handling by... Burton causes causes a turnover, but it's a tie-up. And then after after he said it caused a tie-up, Pitt's ball, jump ball, uh, Curtis Aiken, who, who I don't know why, he doesn't like Elliott and he loves Burton. So that's, I'm not alone in this division. This is Curtis Aiken on the radio is fighting the battle. And he said, great job by Kelly poking that ball out on, uh, on Burton. Got to give credit to Burton. What great scramble to go and get that ball, cause a tie-up. So by Curtis Aiken's description, Burton did nothing wrong. It was just a great defensive play by Kelly to poke it out, and Burton was actually amazing and fantastic in how he caused the timeout. Meanwhile, Bill Hillgrove, who's not has no agendas, isn't trying to play any games, he called it like he saw it and like I saw it, like all of you, all of you, everyone saw it. Burton was dribbling the ball around, lost control, was a fucking idiot, and lost the ball. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Elliot drove in for a layup in this game, bounced it off his leg out of bounds. Guess what happened? Capel immediately ejected him from the game and benched him. <laughs> Woo! Look, I love Jeff Capel, but, you know, this short leash on Elliot is idiotic. And if he does it again against Duke, I'm back hating Capel and I'm back firing Capel. So right now I'm on board. I support him, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I don't trust him because I don't trust the fans. I don't trust, I don't trust uh, Curtis Aiken. I don't trust this crazy fucking evil, stupid, nauseating, dumbass group of people who think they know basketball, who think the game is played through Jamarius Burton. And uh, when, when in fact... The key to this team, and I'll say it again, the MVP of this team is Blake Henson. And the key to this team is Henson and Elliott, period, period. This team will only go as far as the shooting, the shooting of Henson and Elliott take us. And and another thing before I go, and I'll let you go, um, (laughs) Greg Elliott does a lot for this team. He had six rebounds today. People forget about that. He's a very good ball handler, assist guy, rebounder. He's a scrappy guy. He's the inbounds guy that that Jeff Capel has chosen to inbounds passes at the end of game when they're doing full court press. Do you really think he's bad at that? People think, oh, he turned it over a couple times. Guess what? When teams do full court press on you at the end of games, there are turnovers sometimes. It happens sometimes. Nobody's perfect. Just like nobody shoots... 100% from the free throw line. But speaking of free throws, Greg Elliott had a couple one and ones at the end of this game. 
and he nailed all four of his free throws. And Greg Ellie had a couple very tight full-court press inbounds passes at the end of this game, and he got both balls inbounds. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares. Oh, and he was four for four from three. Instead, they'll talk about the time he drove down the lane and lane and bounced it off his leg, and to them that makes him benchable, and let's bring in Sabandi, who did nothing all game. And I don't care that Sabandi did nothing. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. If you're saying it's about, I never said it was about Elliot and Sabandi, but if you are saying that, Sabandi was two of four, five points, two rebounds, no assists, 21 minutes, okay? Elliot, four of five, four for four from three, 16 points, one assist, six rebounds. That's the story on those two. And, you know, that was only 10 minutes more. He did a gazillion times more than Sabandi in only 10 minutes more playing time. So if you're out there telling me, well, that's enough time. He should have done more. 0 for 5 from 3 in his 25 minutes and 16 minutes combined in the last two losses. That's good enough to say, Elliot stinks, you know. Let's worship at the altar. You know, whatever. Look, it was a great game today because the coach made the right call. He did the right things. He managed the team correctly, and they won. Let's hope he keeps it up against Duke, and let's hope he doesn't listen to Curtis Aiken or any of the other dipshit fans on Twitter, Because, and certainly hope he doesn't listen to Chris Peak because you motherfuckers just don't know what you're talking about. Go, Pitt, and I love you. Yabba-da-boop-bop.